I'm your host and facilitator, Billy Ryan, and I want to welcome you to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. Apostle Wilson's goal for creating this podcast is to help you, as a church leader, to remove the spiritual, mental, and psychological hindrances that keep you from being the best version of yourself. We now go to our broadcast already in progress. Grace and peace, this is Bishop Wilson. Welcome, welcome to the Black Leadership Podcast, the Black Church Leadership Podcast. Listen, I got a very, very special guest today. I heard this man of God preach uh, at my spiritual dad's church, and I knew that he was someone that I wanted to meet. I wanted to uh, be a part of what God was doing in his life amen so i immediately before i got out of service i think i had inboxed him and uh introduced myself so i am happy to have with me the senior pastor of the whale church of statesville north carolina amen my old stomping ground pastor johnson god bless you sir god bless you man of god it is such a pleasure to be here uh, with you uh, on this podcast to be able to share um, the word of God and to just, you know, um, just to have dialogue, you know, one with another. Um, Amen. Doing some amazing, amazing things. And uh, the fact that you um, reached out and asked for me to be part of this is just um, extremely humbling. So thank you so much. <laughs> Man, definitely, definitely. And and the the topic that God gave you uh, when you, uh, there, I think it, I think it, I, this, I think I may have seen a post that you did or something and I commented and then I immediately inboxed you and said, man, let's do a podcast on this. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, the subject matter that you, I believe God's been dealing with you in is discipleship still needed. Yeah, absolutely. Is it still needed? So let me, Absolutely. let me start, let me start by asking that you share with us the definition that God has given you of discipleship, because I think that it has really, really changed over the years and we've lost the biblical sense of what discipleship is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think we have somewhat sidestepped, um, uh, the true purpose and the meaning of what God um, truly designed when he talked, um, when he talked to us about making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the church has, um, done a wonderful job of making converts. Uh, we have, mm. we've been extremely strong in our messaging, um, to win the soul. Um, the issue that I think that the church has had is that what do we do after we've won the soul? And so you have all of these individuals, you know, 100 people gave their life to Christ, 75 people, 13, you know, four. Um, But what is their journey after that? Um, Can we go back and look at any metrics or look at anything that would share with us that Mm -hmm. of the 30 that were saved, you know, in six months, where are they? In a year, where are they? Um, That we have effectively learned how to disciple them and we have people in place to help to bridge the discipleship process. Um, when we look at, uh, 
when we look at discipleship, there um, are a few things that I think that um, the Bible really speaks to. Um, in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, therefore, go and make disciples, mm-hmm. not converts, but disciples. So a Christian can be a disciple, mm-hmm. but um, they don't always have to be a disciple, um, mm. meaning that there are some who are just, they believe that I'm saved and that's enough. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've made the, uh, the confession and that in itself is, is my duty and my responsibility. And I think a lot of that is because we have taught that that is the end all be all mm-hmm. when, there's really additional maturity that comes with that um, uh, and in that process. And so it says go and, and, and make disciples, which make meaning disciples. We, we, we are to not just make converts, but make disciples. It's very mm-hmm. clear. It's a commandment for us to do so. Um, and then it says of all nations, you know, so typically we find, um, we go after what looks like us or what yeah. we are, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. what we are accustomed to. Um, but it says to all nations. And I think that God disperses us to have secular roles and secular jobs mm. um, so that we're dispersed to the nations. Yes. We have the opportunity to share and to allow our lives to shine um, allow our lives to be read of men. We don't have to articulate our salvation. Our salvation should be part of, you know, there should be something different about us in the workplace. Yes. Yes. Um, how, how, how we handle, how we articulate, how we move, how we posture, um, all of those things. So we don't have to be so demonstrative. Um, but I do think that we, we do need to be demonstrative, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, so uh-huh. we don't have to necessarily articulate with a sign that I'm saying, you know, here's my, <laughs> right, Bible, right. Here's my prayer time, but can your actions show that I can be light in darkness, um, mm-hmm. that I can be salt in the earth, um, that I can be, um, a fragrance, um, in the midst of, um, a different smell, um, that's good. So I think that it, it really talks to all nations. And then it says that that there are twofold purpose in Matthew 28. That assignment is to baptize them um, when we deal with baptizing the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So baptizing mm-hmm. them, we, they, they should have an understanding um, of the process, um, but yes. they, uh, uh, you know, of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we should mm-hmm. there should be that 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 is, you know natural but it's also spiritual um that that Mm -hmm. baptism yes um and then teach them so we baptize them and teach them but here it is it says teach them to obey everything that i have commanded you right so it's bringing them to a place of um how do we bring someone who is saved now to be less selfish and more selfless Mm -hmm. um um, so, and, and that comes with maturity as a child, every believer who saved, they become a spiritual child. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would not leave a, a three month old to themselves. We That's would good. never leave a six month old to themselves. Matter of fact, in the old day, you didn't go outside for like months 
Yeah. Um, you had a child, you know, it was, mm-hmm. you were protecting the child. You didn't let everybody just handle your child. Right. Pick right. Them up and hold them. There were, there were, there were certain protections that you would have. And I think we need to go back to that in the kingdom of God to protect and bring them amongst the fold um, of people and examples uh, who can help to steer them and direct them in the path. Um, That's good. That yield for a healthy relationship with God and less of a struggle uh, back and forth uh, mm-hmm. with the will of God and the world, you know. Um, yes, definitely. Because the world is wooing them. So even after they're saved, the world still desires them. Many of them have to go back to, you know, a situation or a circumstance that. Um, is still unsaved, un, yes. unnurtured. Yes. Un, so how do we give them the support that they need in order for them to build a healthy relationship with, with, with Christ? So um, I think that we have a great responsibility to teach and teaching can be um, uh, bifurcated. I think, I think, it, you know, it can be, you can catch it and you can, mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. be taught or caught. Um, so right. there needs to be the display of it um, that people can, you know, uh, the scripture says that we are living epistles to be read of men. Right. So that mm-hmm. is the catching. They catch it by seeing the demonstration yes. of the fruit of the spirit, uh, love, uh, long suffering, all of those mm-hmm. things that exemplify Christ's character. Um, but I think that it's also um, that it needs to be taught uh, and. As a church, and that's not every church, but as Mm -hmm. a church, I think that we oftentimes uh, kind of lack in the in the teaching. We'll preach to them, um, but won't actually teach them and work with them uh, day after day. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're successful on Sunday, but they're struggling Monday through Saturday. Yes. So where where would you say? From your perspective, uh, I guess uh, let me ask a twofold question because I, I just want you to you to expound. Where do you think that the breakdown has come in the church, and how do we keep? And I'm sure that you'll understand when I say when I say this, uh, I, uh, based on our prior conversation right before we started recording. How do you keep discipleship healthy? So the breakdown, all right, the breakdown and then how do we keep it healthy? Um, I would say the breakdown is that the church from the world's perspective is known for um, what you cannot do. Yes. The church is known. So you'll have, we live, uh, well, our church um, is in the center of what they call rabbit town. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you're from Statesville, yes, you know, sir. Right? it's in the center of uh, rabbit town and oftentimes talking to some of the brothers and different ones that are in the community, um, they are more quick to say, pastor, respect the office, right? They, they respect mm-hmm. the office. They say, pastor, um, I'm going to come and see you after, after I get some things together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, or They'll talk to me and they'll say, oh, pastor, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Right, um, right. 
or they'll say certain things because again, their thought, their thought is that I got to clean all of this stuff up all the, before yeah, I yeah, can yeah. enter because the church won't accept me mm. in my present condition. So we fail because if they could clean themselves up without Christ, then why would they say need that Christ say that? Yeah. Um, so it's important for us to re represent the church to not be uh, what you can't do, but what you can do. And mm -hmm. I think so that's I think the breakdown is there uh, when we look at um, when we look at the Ten Commandments uh, or the laws. It was more about what they could not do. You can't could do this. Do. You can't yeah. do that. You can't. Um, but we find that um, that is not that is not necessarily the biblical way. He Christ mm -hmm, came mm -hmm. to fulfill the to the, fulfill the yes, um, and so he he's he, his greatest sermon was the Sermon on the Mount with the with the with the Beatitudes, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which the Beatitudes speak more to what we can do in Christ. We can do yes. Versus what we cannot do. And I think that the church has led with, you can't come in like that. Mm -hmm. You can't come mm -hmm. in smelling like that. You right. can't come in right. after you've had, you know, or you can't come in in your, in that condition. Um, mm -hmm. And we have to, um, we have to represent the church and, and the message and the body um, of Christ mm -hmm. to people so that represent. they're more willing to to enter in, to get and to receive what they need. Now, on the mm -hmm. opposite side, what do we need to do is we need to make sure we have qualified people yes. to, to disciple those who are infants. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And everybody who Everybody is not qualified to do that. No. Um, no, we are all called to do it, but everybody is not qualified to do it. Um, and so that's why we have caregivers and, you know, early learning um, because they're qualified for that age group because they know mm -hmm. that that is the very foundation of growth is is those formidable ages. Yes. Um, and so we should think the same way when it comes to. Um, our spiritual lives that these, this is the time that we need to stick really close to them um, and help them through their journey um, versus leaving them on their own. Yes, you got saved. And now just keep coming to church, come to Bible study. Well, you know, that all sounds good, uh, but they need, they need daily disciplines. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and we have to teach them to obey. Because mm -hmm. the nature is not to obey the word, but right. to teach them to discipline themselves to obey everything that I have commanded you um, right, so to, right. to obey his word. So that is our assignment when it comes to discipleship is to help them uh, to to obey the word of God, the principles, the precepts and to find their purpose and to obey God's will for their purpose. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I think good. I, I think I think I answered. That's that good. Sure. That is good. That is good. And 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 there's and you, one thing that you said that uh, that was really good. And and I think uh, and I'm I'm asking this as a question 
do you think that some pastors, some ministries lack the qualified um, caretakers? Uh, and and, and I, I've seen this a lot from, from a leadership standpoint, uh, leaders that don't know how to teach other leaders. They're a leader, but so do you think it's possible that there are uh, pastors that need maybe to come and sit down with you and or someone that really understands discipleship and say, hey, this is where you get started? Yeah, I do think there is a lack of uh, leadership when it comes to discipleship. And I think mm-hmm. more of it is we perish for a lack of knowledge. I think that we have, again, our focus. That's why the scripture says, write, write the vision and make it plain. Make it and plain. The, mm-hmm. vi- the vision, uh, God's vision was for us to make disciples. You know, when he called his, when he called Paul and Peter and, and John mm-hmm. and they were on the boat, uh, he said, follow me. I'll make you fish. I'll make you. I'll make yeah. you. It's something that yeah. you are not today. That's but good. I will make you into into what you need. And I think that there is a level of teaching and instruction that we should give to to our leaders um, mm-hmm. that they they are equipped um, to handle the responsibility of discipleship. So when we look at, and I have a couple examples. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a couple examples where, um, you know, you, we've got Moses and Joshua, you know, mm-hmm. th- there was discipleship that was done there. Yes. What's interesting in that whole scenario, the chosen one was not the one who was holding up the arms of Moses. Mm. And typically those are the people that we choose are the ones that are holding up our arms. Mm-hmm. But God chose the one that was fighting with the people. Oh my. When, oh we, my. when we deal with discipleship, when we deal with God is concerned about who the people he's concerned about, you know, yes, God is concerned about his leader. He made sure yes. that he had Aaron and Ur mm-hmm. to hold mm-hmm. up his hands so that the people could see. But Joshua was the one with the people. Yes. Um, and yes. so it, 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 it lends into who are the leaders who have influence? Who are the leaders that um, who are able to handle people's issues and problems mm-hmm. and circumstances? Not be overwhelmed by them, but to give them clarity and peace and comfort in those situations. So I think, you know, Moses and Joshua is a really good example. Moses Mm -hmm. and Caleb is another. Um, Naomi and Ruth, um, Eli and Samuel, uh, Samuel and Saul, Mm -hmm. um, David and Jonathan, that there's so many different. and, And to think in the in this day and time. The message was passed through their ability to, it was oral. It was Mm -hmm, oral. That's mm -hmm. how they, how did they know about what was, you know, what miracles and things that happened? It was because they talked about it. They expressed it. They showed it. They Mm -hmm. demonstrated it before. Um, And that's where we have to get back to. 
Um, yes. I, 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 I have a strong sense that many of churches have stopped doing such things because they've lost the ability. They know what people should do. They don't know how to help them to get to the place where they, so it's, That's good. you know, stop drinking, stop smoking, stop this, stop that. Yeah. But, but how, how, what are the steps? The steps. And yeah. can you walk with someone through their journey of, of deliverance in those particular areas. And that's, that's discipleship. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go out on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> I have to cut this part. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, when you look at gangs, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, and I've, I've never been part of a gang, but just, uh, just TV and, and, and just my observations, they, they, they want to, most people desire to be part of a gang because they want to be part of a family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They want to, they want to be a part of something. Right? Yes. And then secondly, um, they offer them the comfort of a family. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, even in, uh, the LGBT community, the same thing. Exactly. Um, Exactly. They call they call them houses and they call them, you know, mothers and fathers mm-hmm. to give them a family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they throughout their journey, they are present and there very to present. assist yeah. them and to help them mm-hmm. to get to where they believe, you know, whatever yeah. their truth is, right? Yes. Um but all of those concepts were birthed in biblical principles. Yes. Because yes. we are to be the family of Christ, the adoption. We mm-hmm. are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We become the family of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, children obey your parents and the Lord. It becomes this whole family and and structure of honor and of, of reciprocation, of mm-hmm. learning, mm-hmm. Um, of, of, of duty and service to one another. And so we see it operating in the world, but we don't effectively see it operating as much in the church. Exactly. Um, because exactly. there is a there's a lack of discipleship and discipline in the in these particular um, confines. Why why do you think that pastors I don't know if they don't see it. Why do why do you think that most pastors are not willing to make the investment? Because the 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 results are obvious. If if you've ever poured into someone and years later, you're still seeing the fruit of that. But it seems like um, a lot of pastors have a lot of busy work, but yeah. it's not, they're not keeping the main thing, the main thing. Why, why do you think that it's so hard for a lot of pastors? I, I think they put more effort in preparing their message than they do making sure that the message has the results, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So we talked, you know, really briefly before um, we started to record and, um, you know, I have to say that to um, almost every pastor that I know, they are working extremely hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just, you know, to um, 
you know, to ensure that the budget is made, to make sure that, you know, the intricate things, uh, the day to day and, you know, the phone calls that come in, the texts, the, the mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And most of, you know, the pastors that I know are bivocational, um, yes. secular jobs. And, you know, so they're maintaining both and there's no time clock. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, while we do prepare messages, um, we also have to remember that it's not about just who shows up on Sunday or yes. on our midweek services, but how do we ensure that the life that the people that we have been called to is a full and complete life? God is concerned mm-hmm. about um, our mind, our body, and our spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's not enough for us to have a hundred people on Sunday and we shouted and we danced, but yet 30 of those people are, are, are going through the roughest moments of their life and yeah. don't know how to make it from day to day mm-hmm. mentally. Um, yeah. the, the, the great challenge these days is, is the, is, is the mind is the mental. Yes. Um, and so we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of discipleship needed in that particular area where, um, where we need more Christian counselors, where we need mm-hmm, more individuals mm-hmm. who are qualified um, in assisting with um, the workings of the of the mind. Um, yes, um, and the tr- you know the transformation. Of course, God says in His Word that you know, let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. Talks about the transforming yes. and the renewing of our mind. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of scripture that relate to that. But um, yes, there's the spiritual side, but there's also the natural side. Um, and many, many, most people say we're just too busy, too busy to mm-hmm, disciple mm-hmm. Um, because it it requires. Look it's at work. look at Ruth and Naomi. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it you know, it, there's many times that uh, Ruth said to you know, I mean Naomi said to Ruth, "Girl, go." <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, just go, just go, yeah. Leave, yeah. leave me alone, leave me alone. Uh, I, I can't have no kids, and by the time I have you, you ain't gonna wait for them to grow up. Exactly. You know, like, just, just go. You know, but there are some people who are so attached that even when they feel like they, we can't offer them anything, yes, they're yes. still discipleship that is happening because I'm learning yes. through your witness through your life, how you're living. Um, and we have to open ourselves as pastors mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. to that, yeah. which yeah. means open ourselves up to hurt <laughs> the reality, um, open ourselves up to rejection. Um, and that's hard. That's hard for us when we know, um, when we know yes. that those are yes. the things that could come, but it's still purposeful. It's still it's still purposeful for us to pour, That's good. Um, for us not to limit our pour yeah. because That's the potential That's of good. being hurt. That- there are several things that, that we need to look at. Um, first of all, has the leader gone through the discipleship wheel themselves? Um, because oftentimes as pastors and as leaders, every person who we offer a title to sometimes is ready for that title and sometimes um, has to grow into that, 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 that work. 
Um, uh, and there are various reasons why a pastor may um, assign someone a title in order to 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 to, to grow them. Um, so, it, you know, the shepherd's insight and wisdom concerning their people is extremely important um, to be able to assess where your people are and to have that dialogue with them concerning um, where they where they are truly from a natural and a spiritual standpoint, because I think there has to be a great balance there um, to deal with the world. You have to you cannot. You cannot be, you cannot over spiritualize and reach. You also need to be able to, 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 to be like Jesus in the fact that he said, um, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Um, um, uh, everybody else is saying, oh my gosh, he's going to, he's going to the house of a sinner. Uh, but, 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 but Jesus had purpose in who he selected. Um, and while Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus because he climbed up in the true tree looking for Jesus, Jesus was already looking for Zacchaeus. He was all, he already had purpose for Zacchaeus. He knew that Zacchaeus had great influence and that he threw great parties and that he, he had, the, he had a, a, a reach into the world. And so he knew that if I have the, it, by me winning Zacchaeus, it says it in the scripture, he wanted the whole house, everybody that was in the house. Um, and so Jesus is very strategic to know um, who are the people who have the ability to reach. Uh, those are the influencers and those are the true leaders. Um, again, going back to, you know, to Joshua, the ones who are with the people, though, those are the ones so you, you, yeah, you got the people who can preach, right? Um, you got the people who can sing, you got the people, but there are people who have great influence with the people. And those are typically the ones that, um, are going to possess this gift, um, the, the gift of discipleship. Um, again, it's open to everybody. It's not, and, and the, and the commandment is for all to make disciples. So it's not something that we can choose or not choose. We all should be doing it. Um, um, so, but there are those that, um, have the ability um, because they've gone through that cycle. Um, they know how to win people sometimes without, without the lich, without the, I don't want to, I don't want to be blasphemous without, without the word, but with the word, with the demonstration of the word without. Um, so uh, like here, here's one thing that I teach, I, I teach, uh, our leaders, Learn how to pray with your eyes open. Uh, and, and you know, I know the scripture says watch as well as pray, um, different things like that. But when we are out ministering, there are plenty of people who are around, plenty of people who are around. And I can grab the hand of a person and and ha have a whole prayer and and not necessarily interrupt or bring visibility or make that person feel like they're being secluded because 
somebody is bowing or kneeling or, you know, very demonstrative because that's what we do in the church. Right. But how can you how can you reach someone and they feel comfortable um, and you have a whole conversation with your eyes open and 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 and, and pray and communicate the heart of God to that individual um, uh, in certain manners. And I think that there are certain skills and abilities that um, that that enable us to be um, greater disciples. As we get ready to wind this in. What words of encouragement would you give to that pastor who may not have the staff, who may not have, you know, uh, and, but it's his job to shepherd these people? How how would how much would you emphasize and how would you encourage him to make sure that he does take the time to begin that discipling process? Um, so uh, that pastor is me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what would I say to myself, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I feel uh, you. So, I feel you. I got some great one, preachers, but that yeah. discipleship piece is it it's a whole it is. I don't have that much it, time. You look, yeah, come on, you we got it. We can do this. I, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my, my my greatest challenge to myself has been this question. If you're only doing this to grow your church in numbers, Come don't on. do it. Don't do it. It don't, don't work. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, until you have the heart of this to do. Mm. Um, because what will happen is once you get to that comfortable number state, you'll, you'll stop. stop doing it. Because the purpose was to get the numbers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when God has called us to, to, to this, this process of discipleship should be, um, a never ending uh, right. journey and process that we, we are constantly, because the, again, the goal is not for converts. It's the goal is to produce parents that can produce children who can mm -hmm, produce parents mm -hmm. that can produce children, right? Mm -hmm. So all of this started um, in Genesis, be fruitful, multiply. All of those mm -hmm. things were part of the discipleship process at the very beginning in the Genesis. Right. Um, right. I find that uh, Jethro, when he's talking to Moses in um, in Exodus, the 18th chapter, he, he really spells out for Moses, these are the things to look for. Um, when you're looking at, at leaders, those mm -hmm. leaders possess those qualities of discipleship. It's innate mm -hmm. in, in our ability that we should desire that someone can become mature. And yet, uh, I mean, it's the same thing that we want for our children, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we mm -hmm. want our children, no matter how old they are, to remain in the house with us. Now right. they can. They can come home. They can always come home. They, you know, there's mm -hmm. always going to be a place for them as long as we have a, you know, as long as we have mm -hmm. a place. However, you know, we want them to be able to stand on their own, to produce, yes. To, yes. To, to have their own children, to be able to um, use the skills and the tools that we have provided them as well as what they have learned mm -hmm. to instill into their children. It should be the same thing from a spiritual standpoint. And, right. uh, 
you know, we get caught up on how many children we have, but we don't get caught up on how many children we are taking care of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, good. Then uh, I think that that becomes um, that, you know, so the encouragement that I would say is number one, it should be part of um, part of our love for Christ um, that we want to see, you know, Jesus himself, you know, one of the, uh, first things he says to his natural parents was um, when he was when he was beginning ministry. Um, why do you seek me? You know, um, I must be about my father's business. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to I've got to do this work. I've got to I've got to do this work. And so we should be passionate about the work that God yes. has called yes. us to, which is not just it says, how can they hear without a preacher? Mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. can he preach unless he be sent? Um, uh, but hearing from the preacher is not always preaching. Right, um, right. And so there, there's there's the teaching, there's the discipline, there's the, you know, all of that that is encompassed in, in our responsibility as pastors, leaders, apostles, you know, mm-hmm. is to shepherd, you know, whatever level of, of yes. individuals, but is to, is to grow them. Um, why be connected to something that you don't want to see flourish? Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. there is a purpose for the connection. Let's make sure that we obey, you know, uh, obey the will of God um, to mm-hmm. partner with him in the process. Um, God has called us together, you know, um, even in this moment and even in other things. But if we don't partner together with the will of yes. God, we'll still yes. miss, we'll still miss the intent and the true purpose that could flourish and the reach that could happen because of it. So um, I think there has to be a clear vision of what we're doing and it can't be because we just want more people because when you get 50, a hundred, 200, whatever it is, you'll stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it has to be something that's ongoing and innate part of the DNA of the culture and the ministry um, uh, to, to, to make disciples um, to challenge the people to um, to grow them in the in in the process uh, in the discipleship wheel, um, so that that would kind That's of be good. my encouragement. That's good because when it becomes a part of the DNA, that means that it's yeah. going to uh, it's going to perpetuate and it's going to get momentum and yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to just just keep growing. Uh, and yeah. and it's amazing that you said that because that that was my thing. I I. Uh, went on sabbatical from November to January this year and, and my wife and the ministers. And I said, Lord, you got to show me the direction that we're going. Let me. And so he gave me um, the, the thing that he gave me was re uh, repurposing the vision. Don't get rid of what I gave you. Let's let's repurpose that vision. And one of the big keys in that was discipleship evangelism but not for the purpose of growing the numbers in your church, but doing it because this is what I've commanded you to do, doing it because in doing this and loving this, the the natural off growth of that, you know, and, and, you know, and I was letting the members and uh, the the leaders know, I said, look, we're going to witness to people. We're going to, we're going to touch people. And our objective is not to get them to come to exalted word. I said, and I know that sounds crazy, 
I said, because there may be some that we witness to over here, win to Christ. They go to somebody else's church. I said, but God will make the increase. Absolutely. I, said, I, wanted, I wanted to be all about him. Man, this Absolutely. has been good, good, good. <laughs> so before we jump off here, I need you to, um, and, I, and I found your YouTube page today because I was going through oh, your page. Lord oh, Jesus. man. Yeah, I can't wait to get off here so I can go and turn <laughs> one up real loud. Make my wife make my wife say, turn that down. Who that preaching? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. So please share with our listeners how they can uh, follow you on social media, how they can reach you if they're in the states for area where yeah. you're located. Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. So um, I am the senior servant of the Well Worship Center in Statesville, uh, Statesville, North Carolina. The address to the church is four twelve Van Buren. Uh, Statesville, North Carolina. We are, uh, again, as I said earlier, we are in what they consider rabbit town. So if you're in the, mm -hmm. uh, if you're from Statesville, you know exactly um, the area in which we're located. We ha we hold our services on Sundays uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, we're typically out between 1 and 1.30. And uh, and during the week, we have Bible class on Mondays this, or our discipleship classes on Mondays mm -hmm. and then uh, from 730 to 830. And then we have prayer every Wednesday morning at 630 a.m. to 7 o'clock. And so um, that's how you can um, connect with us in services. Um, obviously, we have our a YouTube channel. We need to do a little bit better with, uh, you know, keeping the content, um, keeping the content. I'm fresh from the sermons and the, and the services, but um, you can go to wateratthewell.org um, to connect to our, um, our website and uh, it will take you to all of our uh, social media sites and, and connect with us there. So um, thank you so much for your yes, uh, for sir. This time, for your prayers, uh, for making the connection. I pray over this podcast and thank um, you. everything yes. that you're doing. Um, I pray that God would will you um, the tenacity um, to not stop and to continue to keep going Amen. Um, and that he would blow afresh on everything that you um, have in your heart to do um, so that you um, walk into everything with uh, the joy of the Lord, um, that he will always be your strength um, in every circumstance and situation. So um, I thank God for you, your wife, the ministry, and yes, all sir. that um, is happening at Exalted Word Ministry. So um, blessings to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Listen, yes, guys, sir. listen, share this podcast, share this teaching. I think that so many pastors, uh, the, the Black Church Leadership Podcast, uh, as I've always said, is geared towards small to average size churches, pastors. Uh, we can't do it all by ourselves. Sometimes we need to call a friend and get some wisdom and knowledge from them and allow them if we have to. And, and, uh, and I'm big, big on this. Bring other leaders in yes. uh, to to help you, to show you yes. what yes. is needed to make things more productive, not necessarily larger. But if you can be That's effective right. in what you're doing. So until next time, remember God is the greatest power and you are absolutely not defeated. Amen. You have been listening to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. 
We ask that you follow Apostle on all major podcast outlets and the official website www.wilsonleadership.org. We also ask that you join Apostle Wilson for the Black Church Leadership livestream each Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sponsored by Billy Ryan Life and Executive Coaching and the Ecclesia Ecumenical Leadership and Church Growth Development Network. Executive Producer, Billy Ryan.